All right, and we are live. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel with Cause. I am your host, Eric. And joining me this evening, the brave, the wonderful, Nina Prevost. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> uh, doing pretty good. I had to, like, stop for a second. I was like, wait, is she going by her real name these days? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I was like, okay. did I just accidentally dox her? <laughs> <laughs> no, you use my maiden name anyway, so... Uh, so you're fine. Okay, uh, OPSEC still secured, somewhat. <laughs> yeah, although I will say, uh, the T in my main name is silent, because it's French. And, uh, and I live in Cajun country, and I should know better. <laughs> Prevo. Prevo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you sounds for like a, Sounds like a new fragrance from Chanel, Prevo Bachanel. Prevo. Right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks for having me on, Eric. I appreciate it. Anytime. This uh, now makes your third appearance on the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, this time is the appearance because the previous time was just audio only. So you're welcome, right. audience. <laughs> <laughs> you're too kind, as always. <laughs> I know, too kind, heavily flirtatious. Uh, either way, it's uh, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, and hello to the audience. I don't know how many people are out there. I did try to plug on Twitter, so I hope <laughs> my followers joined in too. Yeah, I was like uh, trying to plug everything, and then I found out the uh, the tweet that I sent out yesterday. I was incorrect in that. Uh, Five dollar L uh, Lincoln and I will be doing a uh, Kenobi next week because uh, it actually premieres on Friday, and oh, uh, we'll be at Childerberg all weekend, and so we'll be doing it <laughs> next week. Next so, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just got it was a comedy of errors. I was like, man, I can't get anything right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like what um, happens to me with scheduling, so no worries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this was supposed to be uh, last night's, but uh, Nina over here had to be a overachiever and do some extra work. And so we, yes. we decided to reschedule. So, <laughs> Yes, I was up working um, until about 3 o'clock in the morning last night. Um, so apologies Ouch. if I am Ouch. a little bit out of it today, but I'm going to try my best to be uh, fully present. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be present and aware. That's all we're looking for here. <laughs> so uh, we've got some legal stuff going on in the news. And uh, probably about the biggest thing was the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff. Have you been keeping up with that? Just with the sheer insanity of both sides? Um, <laughs> um, partially. Yeah, I haven't been watching the trial, but I certainly have been watching and seeing kind of the uh, deranged takes on um, both sides. Um, <laughs> in that regard, I don't know uh, if you had something in particular you wanted to ask me about. Uh, just the, from the fact that this is like a defamation lawsuit and it's in Virginia, both of these people live in Los Angeles, but I guess the defamation uh, occurred in Virginia, which is the reason why they're having the, the case there. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I've like watched clips here and there and occasionally while like I'm, I'm on my uh, lunch break or something, I'll scroll through TikTok, which is showing it live. And uh, you'll oh, just like go through this thing and you're like, it's like these people are fucking psychotic and they were feeding off of each other with that, with that crazy energy. It might be um, the most unhealthy relationship that I've ever heard of. <laughs> um, and I can't believe that it's just being live streamed for everyone to see um, kind of the yeah, intimate it's, details it's of their personal relationship. <laughs> Especially I mean, they're so crazy. Yeah. It's, it's freaking insane. Like Amber Heard was caught like, definitely plagiarizing a movie and one and part of her little defense thing. And then uh, maybe have taken a bump of Coke. Oh yeah. Stand. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. And, um, and the truth is I know like you don't, you don't 
sniff in when you use tissue. Like, I don't know what. Right. Like, what, what was that? Come on, girl. <laughs> I mean, that was ballsy to do that, like, on the stand. I'm like, why? Yeah. TV. <laughs> And I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking to myself. If I was ever in a courtroom where a person on the stand is definitely, obviously doing something that is not sneezing or blowing their nose, <laughs> it's just like, wow, just the guts. The guts. I wonder if she. I mean, she. They clearly. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on with Johnny Depp, but they clearly have or have had drug problems. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. she was legit just starting to have withdrawals. <laughs> he had to, you know, she felt like he had to do that. Um, but it's really, it is really crazy to watch, uh, to, to watch the clips that I've seen. Um, yeah. It seems like a pretty complicated uh, trial, given that it is defamation. Like, I'm kind of surprised at how long the trial is. Um, yeah. It's been going on for multiple weeks. So. Yeah, multiple weeks. And I think uh, it was like last week they put like a timer. On it, it was like, yeah, the plaintiff has got this many hours, and the defense has got this many hours. Could we need to wrap this up? Yes, <laughs> we need to get this over with. It's uh, like the entire world knows you're both crazy, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, and really, honestly, it sounds like both of them did really. Both of them have been breaking the law. It seems like a lot. <laughs> Um, I mean, how bad does a relationship have to be where you're knowingly walking around with a recorder going because you know that they're about to say something stupid? <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lack of trust and um, a manipulative oh, kind of big time. Uh, <laughs> behavior that is just it's toxic, you know? Oh, yeah. Big time. And that's one of those things where um, you got to identify those people at the beginning of the relationship and not not get married yeah yeah i'm pretty sure there was some huge red red flags for johnny depp on that one mm -hmm. it's like okay this chick used to be like an open and like very ballsy uh, lesbian and you know man-hating lesbian on top of that and then all of a sudden now she's here now she's like straight again or something yeah and what was the deal with um she had been with elon musk or something and there were photos of him like with a black eye like walking around with her do you hey, know, well, I don't know if you saw yeah, that. that's 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 mo right there. <laughs> Red, yeah. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is the whole I box. Wonder, the whole like, box of red flags. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is interesting. I I do think defamation is uh, it is an interesting kind of case or set of of elements to prove. Basically, just yeah. in that truth is the absolute um, defense. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, and it doesn't really matter because he's not going to be Jack Sparrow ever again. And even if he is, we're all going to go to the movie theater thinking in the back of our mind, this this guy had a chick shit in his bed. So. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> what a bitch. God. That's so just... gross. Like, that is just so gross. I, I can be mad at a lot of people. I've never been so mad where I'm just like, I'll show you. I'm going <laughs> to leave a hot one right on your pillow. I just. Oh. <laughs> Not just, <laughs> some some neural connections that just weren't quite making it all the way to the logic center you know jeez yeah Oy vey. the truth is they shouldn't they shouldn't make any more parts of the caribbean movies anyway whether or yeah, not because after the third one they on. really go downhill so yeah they were so they actually were really quite good initially but um 
as with yeah, all that, movies where they try to milk the IP to death. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that first one, we were all kind of thinking they based this off of a ride at Disney World. How good <laughs> is this movie going to be? And then we get it. So it was like, oh, okay, it's schlepstick action. Uh, I got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know what this movie is. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. So, uh, and I guess the other one was this uh, trial with the uh, Hillary Clinton staffers that basically just outed that she was the one who did the Russian disinfo. <laughs> yes. Oh, Hillary Clinton. I do wonder. I mean, I, I don't really wonder. I, I, I kind of know that she's never going to face justice for any of these crimes. Oh, man. never, never. And they're all so blatant and they're on the record. Like, yeah. that's public information. <laughs> I mean, having a email server while you're Department of State head in your in your basement, that, that that's the email server that you're using. Yeah, and there's military members who are, like, in prison for doing far less grievous offenses. Yeah, one that comes to mind was the, uh, was the radar operator on a submarine. He took a selfie on board the mm -hmm. submarine and oh, went to jail for that. Like his wife or something? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, he took a selfie on the submarine, but because it showed classified information in the background, that's what he went to jail for. Right. Yeah. And it's it's like George Carlin says, you know, it's it's one big club and you ain't in it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, and but Hillary Clinton is. Yeah. <laughs> so so she can do whatever the fuck she wants. And she oh, yeah, Queen Lizard there. Yeah, I've often made the joke. I said, if you guys think that Hillary Clinton is going to spend any time in a jail, piss in a stainless steel toilet, or smell prison food, you guys have another thing coming. Right. But people don't understand. Like, obviously, the, the email situation was a huge deal. But to, yeah. but this whole thing with the dossier and all of that, like, um, this is actually basically committing crimes in order to sway, like, the outcome of an election. So it's yeah. not just... It's not just that she was doing something criminal for her own benefit. Like, it actually yeah. harmed the public, too, um, yeah. because of all the lies. And, like, how much how much time and taxpayer money do we waste, like, investigating the, this, yeah, like, it was... and, like, Trump, like, peeing on some, like, prostitutes? Yeah, a, a guy who's a known germaphobe <laughs> is going to have a couple of Russian hookers piss on him. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but. I it was like the whole thing out of that. It was like they have the one FBI guy on uh, on the record saying, yeah, when she brought this uh, steel dossier to us, we knew it was fake right from the get-go. She said, yeah, there's nothing actionable in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, um, but it does just highlight uh, as well one of the other huge problems in our country, which is just that our media lies, and they just don't care. Yeah. They just don't care. We'll actively go to bed, as we saw with the uh, the Hunter Biden uh, laptop story. You know, it, when Twitter is censoring that story, you can't share it in link form. You can't share it in your DMs. <laughs> you know, that's that's how bad it was. And when polled about that, people actually said, yeah, if we had known what was in those uh, Hunter Biden emails, we probably wouldn't have voted for, for Joe. So, Yeah, although the truth is, you know, he might have gotten as many votes as they say he got, but that doesn't mean that that many people voted for him. <laughs> yes, I always like to point out it was 81 million votes. You are correct. Votes, it was, but there not were, like individuals who actually like chose Joe Biden and decided right. that they wanted to. Um, yeah. And then you would think that that 2000 Mules documentary would be a lot bigger than it is, but uh, it was like all the clips. I was like, it was like, no, Republicans were probably involved in this too. And that's the reason why Fox News isn't showing it. 
Yeah, I do wonder why the Republicans haven't taken the um, 2,000 mules and run with it. Um, I would feel like it's a slam dunk, but the truth is, is that maybe they're just so scared of being canceled or being related to like, or associated with QAnon or something yeah. like that, just by mentioning that perhaps the election was like fraudulent. But it's just so crazy because most Americans think that it was. Most like of the international community looks at it and thinks that. It was. Yeah, there was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's really it's kind of crazy. It's like an unspoken thing. Like everyone kind of yeah. knows, but we all pretend that if you think that that you're an insane conspiracy theorist. Although I really hate that word. They really they made that yeah, up. Yeah, gotta to gotta think the Warren Commission that. from uh from Kennedy on that one. Anyway, <laughs> but um, but really because people conspire all the time. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> and you as a lawyer, you know that uh, conspiracy is an actual criminal charge and lots of people get charged with that every single year in this country. So Right. And when you have um, when you have a group of people doing conspiracies on an ongoing basis, that's actually called racketeering. And that's yes. a federal crime. It's punishable by yep. like dozens of years in prison. I mean, it's yeah. not it is not a minor offense and racketeering that results in murder or that results in death right sorry i'm yeah. thinking about the shots on that <laughs> uh, but you know these things these things are not minor these are not like minor crimes and um yeah and people don't people don't think about that but it's it's just a white collar crime conspiracy is a white collar crime yeah uh, it's like oh some you know business guys with suits and ties uh, they they got together in a boardroom and decided something i was like yeah right. but the effects of what they were talking about <laughs> mm-hmm well, people, people, and I mean, the left doesn't really care about this anymore. Um, but back when they used to care about monopolies among big companies, <laughs> or claim to care about that, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, basically, this was one of the issues that they talked about. Oh, I lost my stream of consciousness. Can you remind me what I just said? I'm so sad. <laughs> All I'm right, sorry. so white collar crime, uh, oh. public monopolies. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So um, basically, when big corporations collude together to rig the marketplace. This is a conspiracy, right? Yes. Like, this is white collar crime. And so um, I just thank you for money. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but really they're, they actually had a point with, um, in terms of people colluding together to like screw over the consumer. Like that's actually criminal because it's like yeah. a criminal or it's a crime. It's actually a crime to have a group of individuals come together to try to like defraud or otherwise hurt the public. Right, yeah. especially consumers. Yeah, um, there was a recent example of this because they, uh, there were some Asian countries that were getting together and they uh, said, well, the Americans are going to buy these flat screen TVs because they're new and we can just jack up the price on them. Mm-hmm. And so they did. And they got yeah. caught. And then the prices of LCD screens went down. <laughs> right. So, yes, it's, it's a real thing. It does happen. You can't, yeah. Um, places that care about um, the rule of law don't allow that kind of shit to go on. Um, yeah. Our country's not been very good about that. <laughs> we have all these yeah. antitrust laws and we do nothing with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when they broke up uh, Standard Oil uh, way back when, you, you made Rockefeller then a multimillionaire in the 1920s and 30s into a billionaire because he split up all of his companies that he still had shareholder status yeah. with. <laughs> and then all of those companies did fine. And yeah, so of course. He, yeah, he did. Yeah. It's, 
served to make him more wealthy. Um, yep. And it's not as if he wasn't still kind of behind the helm of all of those. It's just that the companies were separated, separated in name. Um, and yep. they keep doing that. They did that with um, with Bell Labs uh, more recently. But all of those, all of those um, communications companies are still around, just under different, yeah, different names. Um, yeah, the name changes, but the uh, the story stays the same. So. Over and over again. We never learn. We never learn from anything. <laughs> as much as everyone has repeated the words, you know, those who do not learn from history are forever doomed to repeat it. You know, it's, come on, it's it's right there in your face. Mm-hmm. It's like what we were saying with the, the election. Anyone who's actually studied American history knows that American politics are terrible and, <laughs> and the worst in society come to those positions. And yes, every election since George Washington and probably his election too has been monkeyed with in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, in all honesty, I do have love and respect for George Washington. There's some things that he did that I, I didn't like, but yeah, overall, rebellion. Yeah. 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 But overall, you know, homie was a real general in the army. Like he actually fought to make America a thing and he gave up power when people wanted to make him a king. So I'll always give him, you know, some credit for that. But I'm yeah. sure that there were political games happening there. And we've always had, I mean, back in the day, we at least had debates that were at least more substantive. I don't know if you know about how they used to do it, where um, the presidential candidates would have like three hours to each yeah. talk um, back and forth. Um, Could, so that that was can't fly in TV land. That doesn't work anymore. <laughs> no, no. I mean, actually, although I do think that the human mind and intuition has the capability of taking that in and actually kind of wants that and i think joe rogan kind of proves that yeah um, i mean some of his podcasts are like three and a half hours long and people listen from minute one to the last to the last second exactly so it's not that the human mind can't handle it i just think that you're right for the tv for the tv uh, production it just doesn't fit it's too they need their little snippets and they're now this Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was like, huh, now we're going to take you over to where a, uh, where a building is on fire for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, after that, we'll show you who won like the local like pie baking contest. Or so, you know, it's, and it's, it's all within five minutes. Oh, there was a kitty cat fashion show in town this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in other news, you know, what arms were smuggled out of Ukraine and into, you know, Russia and something like all in five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, what I'd really like if there was like somebody on the news that would just take like the complete like odd angle. It was like, oh, by the way, did you know that in 2014 Barack Obama started a genocidal war in Yemen, just to quote placate the Saudis after the mm-hmm. nuclear deal that seemed to anger them so much, and then just leave it at that, and then just go on to a commercial break. You know, just drop still, that that mind it's virus. Still, um, that's still going on, right? If I'm if I recall. Yeah, there was a, a ceasefire not too long ago, and now some stuff is getting brought in, but it's not as fast. It definitely went on way too long. Should have never been started in the first place type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I think but some bombing runs are still happening, but it's uh, it's a lot less now than it was. Killing children in Yemen. It's terrible. Yes, all that to, quote, placate the Saudis. Mm-hmm. Who are also the... killing, like, gays by shoving them off buildings. Yes. Yes, by cranes and <laughs> we gotta placate. We gotta placate those guys. You know, th- these are the people who view like the Indians that they bring in, uh, dot not feather, uh, as like subhuman because they're the ones that have to handle their trash and clean up after them. 
-hmm. because princelings can't get their hands dirty. Right, and just want them to like fix all their tech problems. And do, yeah, yeah. Uh, and do slavery, like slavery is the is the word I was looking for. Yeah, unless you're in California, and then they want the Mexicans to do it for the yes. things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, some parts of Texas as well. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not just California. I give California a really bad rap for the um, <laughs> basically second class um, citizenry. Yeah, definitely that. It's not just Texas, or it's not, yeah, just, it's not just California. Yeah, it's a, especially that southern area called Los Angeles. It seems to be the worst. So bad. <laughs> it's terrible. But uh, hey, let's have some fun. Yeah. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Uh, so right up here, I was running some polls today. Oh yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, decided to, uh, just to kind of liven things up. So which is better pie or cake? Um, it's actually a tough choice because I have a pie and a cake that I love, but like, I love, um, red velvet cake and I love cherry pie. Oh, good choice. And you um, love cherry I, pie. <laughs> right. But I think I actually voted in this one and I voted for pie. So you voted for pie. <laughs> okay. My guttural instinct was pie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your guttural instinct is uh, correct. Uh, 21 yeah. votes, 71.4% uh, pie. I should have retweeted this for you. Did I not? Yeah. Uh, no, no retweets. Well, wait, oh, what a, a fail on my part. There is a retweet. Who, who's the retweet? Who's retweet? Uh, it was by my buddy Martin down in South Africa. Oh, that's cool. One of my South African bros. There you go. South African bros. One of the cool things about Twitter is that yep, you interact so. with people from all over the world. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially people from South Africa who are liberty-minded, which you wouldn't think happens there, but it does. So shout out to Martin. Uh, so here's a here's a second one. Uh, which is weirder to see in a carbine class, a lever action or a bullpup? <laughs> well, I voted for a lever action partially because I have one, and I would never bring that to a carbine class. So <laughs> I've, I've I mean, seen it. I don't know. I've Maybe seen it. It happens. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people agreed totally seeing a lever action. Oh, yes, sixty-six point seven percent bullpup, thirty-three point three. Bullpups are kind of strange, but there there's lovers in every single class that I've been in. So uh, yeah. this one I decided really? to uh, to. Sorry, uh, I just I'm, I'm I'm surprised by that. Is do they just think it's like a, just a rifle class, and so they're just showing up because like a rifle's a rifle, or like what? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of strange. I've seen all kinds. Uh, okay. I've seen. Uh, 22, like 1022s being brought to a carbine class. And, uh, I've seen, uh, pistol caliber carbines brought, um, lever action. I've seen once in a carbine class. Okay. Yeah. And I can't talk shit about that guy because he ran it and he was out shooting everybody there. So. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're good with your lever action, you can out shoot anyway. Really, yeah. He, that. he did some work where the, the lever on it, uh, doesn't have to go down as far in order to chamber the, the next round. So he's he was really quick with it, uh, loading it. He had those uh, speed tubes and everything else, and he was able to get rounds into it back pretty good. So, right. And of course, you know, being a three fifty seven Magnum, I wouldn't want to tangle with him. Just saying. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. He, was um, very, he was very good. So best pistol caliber, nine uh, mil or forty five ACP. Well, the truth is, it's like, I couldn't really vote in this one because Lucy, my revolver, is a thirty-eight special. So, like... It's practically 9 mil, so... <laughs> Although, you know, truthfully, it, the kickback on a thirty-eight special is actually um, more intense than one might expect. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty snappy. It's not quite as bad as a three fifty-seven Magnum. 
yeah uh, it, it can be still pretty snappy so yeah i can kind of understand my little that. my little snub nose revolver um it is funny I, i've like with the one-handed i've gotten um more accurate with it but it's uh it it, it kicks lucy kicks for sure um. <laughs> and she's named it lucy gotta love it <laughs> Um, All right, so uh, best rifle caliber, 308 or 556. I'm really surprised by these results. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by them too. I would think just based on my play or playing of Call of Duty in the past that people would have gone with the 308. I know that sounds kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, but uh, really, I mean, when I think of kind of a rifle caliber, I think 308. Like, that's sort of the first one I think. Yeah. So... I, I mean, pretty much anything on the North American continent can be brought down with a 308. Mm-hmm. Game yeah. animals, you know, four-legged and two-legged alike. So, right, <laughs> I was a little bit surprised, but that one's only got three uh, three votes on it. So, I don't know. I yeah, might update I mean, it once, know, once we're done. Size, I mean, come on. Well, see, and of course, people are just correct in terms yeah. of their steak because that's just accurate. yeah. Best dinner, roasted chicken was great, but I mean, compared to steak. I know. Like, I mean, I love roasting chicken, but steak's a, steak's a home run every time. Yep. Uh, best and, side dish to go with that steak, I guess. Uh, roasted broccoli or, or mac and cheese. And this one's split right down the middle. Why not both? Man. Why not both? Yeah, there yeah, you go. You need two sides, dude. But really, I love both of those. Broccoli's one of my favorite vegetables. Mac and cheese, I could have. Like, yep. if it was one of those things where they asked, what meal would you have, like, every day, if you had to have it every day? Like, I could probably oh, yeah. do mac and cheese every day. I mean, for me, it's like steak and uh, roasted broccoli. So, I mean, that would be my best meal every day. But so, uh, best style, t-shirt and jeans or polo and khakis. And I've got no nerds in the audience. And they all went t-shirt and jeans. Wait, wait, wait. We've got, we've got 4.5%. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking contrarians. There's two people rocking khakis out there. Yeah. Uh, Uh. So Honestly, good. I'm wearing I'm wearing a jeans with um, a flannel right now, so I'm pretty sure that I'd have to go with the first one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm being exactly. true to my to myself here. <laughs> and the last one, best movie genre, action or comedy? And uh, mm. I would I would expect this one to be a little bit more split than it was, but a lot of people say action. Yeah, which is sort of surprising to me i mean i don't know i would have a hard time choosing between these although it depends on like are we talking action thriller or are we talking action just like explosions for two hours and then um you know well as a person who ran a uh as a person who ran a very failed uh action movie podcast uh they can (laughs) run the gamut about how dumb they can be uh yeah, so everything from like the 1970s on to the 19, early 1990s, uh, it was all like big explosions. Let's get as much machine gun fire and rocket fire as we can. Right. And then so after that, we started getting into like action dramas, and that was just not the same. I know. It was just not the same. But I was more like, you know, on The Fugitive, like that movie was great. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I would call that an action movie, although it's more of a thriller. I don't know. Um, yeah, but that was a little more action thriller. Yeah. I don't know why I just said Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson was uh, not. Mel Gibson was not in that movie. Like, <laughs> Mel Gibson was not in that movie. Harrison Ford. Didn't star in it. Movie. He wasn't a background extra in it. <laughs> <laughs> For me to confuse Harrison Ford and Mel Gibson is just shameful on my part. That, that's. So. I know us. All of us white guys look the same, but geez. <laughs> So it's give, I've got to give back my Star Wars nerd card for that one, man. 
<sighs> that, that's okay. Harrison Ford would uh, totally want you to forget he was ever Han Solo because he hates those movies. And Does doesn't he really? really? Yeah, he doesn't particularly like those movies. Doesn't particularly like the fans of those movies. So. Well, I don't blame him for the latter. I was like, even in the sequel trilogy, he was like, please just kill me so I don't have <laughs> well, to come back. Like, I'll take the check, but you have to kill me off in the first one. I'm only doing one. <laughs> so. Like, let my weird head-shaped son just, like, put that lightsaber right through my stomach. <laughs> that was so hard to launch, man. It was brutal. How dare they? And how... <laughs> It was just hard to watch in general because that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah, although The Last Jedi was worse. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> I digress, though. I, I could talk Rise about of Skywalker, it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> just don't ever do it again. Kathleen Kennedy, we know where you live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Maybe. Maybe just kidding. I don't know. But uh, that's probably going to be a good place to leave it off for tonight. So, Nina, go ahead oh. and drop all your plugs. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. I'm surprised we didn't talk about, like, Davos or anything. But all right. Um, if you... I mean, do you want to go into the Davos police department that allegedly doesn't exist, according to Snopes? Um, if you want. I mean, I don't know if you have to go. But we're only, like, 30 minutes in. I would be happy to, to talk Davos for, like, five, ten minutes. If you want. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's, yeah. let's get into it. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Have you, have you been listening to any of the insane um like takes or videos from the the wf like media. yeah i saw jack posobiec got arrested for just basically eating lunch i'm yeah. not exactly sure what he got arrested for he was released uh but that was when the world found out that uh, the wf has their own uh has their own police they have their own police so there's international police now there's world police Ooh, that's fun that's always fun um especially yeah, when and- yeah, Interpol has already world already world. been a thing, but I, I guess the World Economic Forum has got their own special little police squad going on. Right. But um, one of the things that was really alarming to me, I'm not exactly sure what this woman's title was, but she was one of the um, main speakers, and she was saying that all this inf- inflationary pain that we're going through, and um, to the extent that that's causing supply chain disruptions... All of that is going to be worth it. It's, it's going to be, worth, be it. worth it for the new world that oh, the elites are building on the other side. And so basically this woman is saying that the destruction of the middle class throughout the Western world, and also probably the starvation of most of, um, you know, the, I don't know, the third world, is going to be worth it for the sake of the elites so, I don't know, bring in some kind of medico-fascist um, oh, yes. state. That was, uh, that was also one of the clips that I had saw. He goes, yes, we're going to put RFID trackers in the medicine that you take so that we know that you're actually taking the medicine. Right. Like, ah, oh, okay, fantastic, great. It's um, it's deranged. And Carl, uh, not Carl, excuse me, I don't know why I called him Carl. He just reminds me so much of Karl Marx, I guess. Uh, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> yes, um, Klaus Schwab. Yes. Klaus Schwab, um, his quote that I saw that was uh, the most absurd was basically that um, the future isn't something that just happens. The future is something that is created by yes. a group of elites that see the future and know what it's supposed to be. Yes. 
Uh, th this coming from the guy whose father was a literal Nazi and has a bust <laughs> yes. of uh, Vladimir Ilinich Lenin in his study. Yeah, because you know how you keep those those communist presidents, <laughs> you know, on your bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always like to have you know a, you know a representation of a communist in my room, especially in my yeah. office where I do work. Um, and where I do public appearances, I, I like yeah. to make sure I'm, I'm repping, um, you know, a murderous communist. Yeah, who um, uh, literally sent an assassin with a pick, a pickaxe, to go kill one of his enemies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think um, part of what's so crazy to me, or part of what I wanted to comment on, is that, you know, I I've been kind of following the whole Bilderberg thing since about 2011, yeah. kind of when I sort of woke up to all of this stuff. Um, or maybe even a little bit earlier, because it was really the 2008 financial collapse that kind of, like, snapped me awake. That probably, probably did more to open up eyes than anything else. Right. So. Mm -hmm. I was in college, but I was like, whoa, shit's fucked up. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, but I'm going to find out what happened. That was um, That is probably the correct college student take. <laughs> shit's fucked yeah, up, man. <laughs> yeah, that was that was 22-year-old me responding that way. Um but yeah, I've been following this since then. And back then they used to say, no, this group doesn't even exist. Oh, like, yeah. Pavos isn't even a thing. Like, what are you yeah, talking about? Living in a fantasy world. Um, yeah, but now it's just public. And I saw on Twitter, on my, like, news feed, that basically it was, it was like, one of, it was the top story on my yeah. Twitter recommended story, like, Davos meeting commences. Um, and so <laughs> I just think that it's really incredible that these people have just come out into the open now they're just and they're, yeah i did see the uh the lady from the new york times get accosted on the street by somebody from rebel news and i don't really like rebel news because it's uh kind of kind of chintzy but like yeah, i was like uh, so you're an invited awesome. guest you're not really reporting here so what does that tell the rest of the world and she just no comment no comment no just kind of looked blank stare on her face just dude they're like zombies <laughs> um but that's the other thing that's crazy, too. And I'm sorry to mention uh, one other uh, celebrity-related thing. But um, I just think that the the deranged left and the people who want globalism and the people who kind of want depopulation and, and other sort of evil things generally are just yeah. coming to the forefront. And I, I thought it was incredible that Megan Fox felt perfectly <laughs> comfortable admitting that she like drinks her are they married i don't know but she uh sure something her significant <laughs> others like blood and she was like it's only for ritual purposes as if that makes it better yeah like, if that yeah. makes it like okay um and then she describes how her husband is like oh like drink my blood and have my soul it's like okay so yeah you're, you're these are <laughs> yeah these are the people that make millions of dollars every year yeah, these are the people that are producing. Put on makeup and play pretend for a living, and here, here they are. Mm hmm And they're they're more than willing to just openly admit, basically, that they're Satanists. Because what other religion has blood drinking rituals in it? Are there others? Mm. And any Christian would say that drinking grape juice is the blood of Christ. Just, <laughs> just. Hey, the priest has to consecrate it first. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know what i'm saying in terms of like but that's actually uh, from a catholic perspective that's one of the reasons why the blood drinking ritual is so evil actually is because 
it's like a bastard. Yeah, it's it's a mockery. It's a mockery. Of yeah. The yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I get you. I was like just kind of needling a little bit. So. I like it. No, you should tease <laughs> me. I appreciate the teasing. Uh, but um, but I just think that it's interesting. It just shows that uh, there's a cultural turning point because they think they think that they can be public. Yeah, and they they did get roasted online everywhere. I saw it on Instagram. I saw it on uh, Twitter and everything else. They got yeah, roasted for it pretty good. So I I do wonder. Yeah, did Megan Fox get any positive responses from that? Or Glamour it's, UK is that who published that? Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm the only thing I'm thinking is maybe the butt sharks that follow her around. Yeah, I'm sorry, her entourage. Her entourage. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm sure that she has simps because it's not like she's not attractive. Um, you know, very beautiful woman. But, yeah, has been since the stupid Transformers movies. I'm just I saying. Know. I know, but um, but it just is interesting. I think that they're exposing themselves, so we kind of yeah. have an opportunity to. Um, I don't know. I think we have an opportunity to actually really kind of awaken a lot of people because they're not even hiding anymore. It's yeah, not and to then, say, like, oh, you guys are crazy when it's like, I have these people on video. <laughs> yeah, the, t- the two main <laughs> social pariahs of our time, Alex Jones and Mel Gibson, both proven right, just with the Megan Fox thing alone. <laughs> so. Mel Gibson getting proven right is weirder than Alex Jones getting proven right. Hey, he <laughs> said it was a Satanist pedophile cabal, all of Hollywood. He got proven right. <laughs> well, and the truth is, you know, I... I I, I, I understood kind of that there were certain um, international bankers that were kind of trying to run the whole show. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily buy into the full breadth of what they were doing. Um, but they but they did it. So it's hard to not see. I mean, it's like they, they locked down the whole world and then they like forced most of the world to be injected with shots that are killing them. And, yeah. and now they're trying to sign a treaty that creates a world government that takes the sovereignty away from every nation state that's in the World Health Organization. Like, this is not, it's not. Yeah. Um, I understand, like, the U.S.'s treaty process is a little bit complicated, and it may not mean the same thing over here in the United States as it does elsewhere. But still, that's, right. you, you get a good idea of where the thinking is at. It is interesting, though, because these people admit that the United States is the biggest obstacle to yeah. their world government situation because they're like, oh, they might actually kind of resist. Yeah. They might resist this a little bit. It's like, yeah, there's some people in America who are going to resist that. I mean, we laugh and joke about how many blue world. helmets we're going to collect after all of this. But after that uh, World uh, Economic Forum police thing, it was like, oh, new war loot uh, just dropped and everyone was talking about the uh, the patch on the guy's shoulder. Yeah. I want one of those patches I, too, as a memento of their abolition. That's right. Destruction. Because <laughs> really, the, it is just insane that they're trying to pull this off. I didn't think that anyone would be um, yeah, pretty brazen. evil or, uh, yeah, like have the chutzpah to try to pull off this yeah. kind of thing. And the truth is, I think that they bit off more than a picture. I think that they're fucked. <laughs> Definitely. And they're, they're trying again. They're trying to go back to the trough. It was like, now we all got to be concerned with monkeypox and everything else. So, Are like, you, uh, what's your take? I don't. I don't vibe people being that afraid other than this very small percentage of people that were still already afraid of COVID. But the people who moved on for co- from COVID, I don't, they're not going back into being afraid based on what I've seen, but I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially with monkeypox, because that's something that you have got to be doing some dirty shit with somebody who's got monkeypox and very obvious that they have monkeypox. Because mm -hmm. the only way you can catch it is if you're messing with the sores. Well, and that's what I was saying. Like, I'm just not going to get it by just not being in contact with someone who has pox actively. Like, yeah. done. That's like, oh, no, you definitely have skin lesions. I'm going to step over here. People were people are wearing masks, or a few people in Boulder, because um, that's like you know the most lucky city in Colorado. But it's still not that many. But a few people in Boulder put masks back on um, when I when they heard about this, and I was like, "It's not a respiratory a thing. This yeah, is it's so not respiratory. Weird. That's like physical touch. Like someone has to have like open weeping monkey monkeypox sores." Yeah, and in theory, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have to touch them. Touch them, maybe you could be close enough. But the mask is not what's going to be the difference there. What's yeah? It wasn't even the difference for the coof. So no. Did you see that? Um, there was a video that I saw on TikTok, and this guy put on. He did it with all the different masks, but he basically went outside when it was really cold and was just breathing. Yeah, and just breathing and, and just the hot breath. air. Yeah, and he put like ten and ninety fives on. And it was yeah. still, it was just, it was coming out the sides. It was like, coming out the sides. Yeah. Okay. Even the ones where you have to like pinch the nose piece, it was still coming up in between the nostrils and everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we have like all of the numbers to prove that, you know, lockdown measures, social distancing, mask wearing, it did nothing to stop the spread of COVID. Yeah. Even places that didn't have any of those restrictions, their case rate went up and down just like everybody else's. And that's the thing. They don't, they don't realize that they've awoken a sleeping giant, which is, the actual doctors and scientists yeah. who know that data and understand it and see that there's been basically a mass murder committed yeah. um, by the governments of the yeah. world. And, you know, guys like me who have spent two years researching it, reading it, and uh, more than just, let me type something into Google and hit the first result. You know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Which is probably Snopes or Snopes. <laughs> yeah. That's not even like a good beginning point. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Do I get an apology? No. no, no. I'm never going to get an apology for this. Uh, no, you know, I could sit here and do the "I told you so" dance all day long, and it doesn't matter because it was like, oh, you know, we didn't know, we were scared. I was like, no, you did know. You just didn't want to look for you it. Just didn't want to think. Yeah. And I'm never going to get an apology for having death wished upon me for wanting to go to church during the pandemic. Yeah, that was the for... other thing. They took your churches away. They took, yeah, it's like they abolished the First Amendment for this. Like, come yeah. on, y'all. And then they wish they were like, you just want people to die. Like, why don't you just like go? Like, I hope you die. It's like, yeah, okay, great. Great. <laughs> I was like, like oh, yes, just you're, just you being in public is, you know, making grandma ill. Just just thinking about it. I was like, yeah. great. Fantastic. Let's move on. <laughs> And the whole idea that we should be um, sacrificing the health and potential well-being of the children for the sake of the elderly is actually yeah. insane. Like, that's yeah. actually... Um, I, was, I, I talked to a whole bunch of old people. It was like, I don't see what the fuss is. If I get sick, I stay home. You know, and it was like every old person I talked to. Mm -hmm. They were saying, you know, young people like you, and I'm in my 40s, you know, they, you guys go out, live. Just live. Basically, like, did you ever see that movie, The Bubble Boy? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah it was just the opposite of that yes. like, john travolta learned the benefit of taking risks and living life even yeah. if it's dangerous for kind of his and life. what happened at the end he took the bubble off and went to school right he took the, the the crazy suit off and went to school and now we're like the moral is put the bubble on you yeah, put, put that the, bubble on <laughs> yeah they want to do the bubble boy uh, jake gyllenhaal version you know 
And that's what's that's so crazy movie. to me. I, I just think that I was I was tweeting about this yesterday. If you have followed government health advice, you're probably among the least healthy people in this country. Especially yeah. if you followed it over the last two years. Like you're probably really in bad shape. Dude, just anyone taking a look at the uh, the the my plate and the uh, the food pyramid should know it was like twelve servings of grains Carbs, a day. Just car, just straight what? Sugars a day. Diabetes. Yeah, straight <laughs> diabetes. But uh, but really, I mean, I just think that I um, have you read have you read um, the Fourth Turning? It has been a long time since I read that book. I probably need to go back and read it. No, you can, you can uh, skim it, or if you go to my Violet Irwin YouTube channel, you can watch a painting time lapse of me summarizing it. <laughs> so, um, but I do think I was expecting an era of chaos and yeah. of societal breakdown and of maybe war. And, and boy, did we get it! <laughs> yeah, boy, did we get it! But I really, I didn't expect this medical fascist thing. I didn't see, I didn't see this like vaccine. Um, like vaccine passport, green passport, global government takeover thing. Um, yeah, I saw just basically like the collapse of the dollar, and um, you know, basically the the societal collapse that would occur because our currency failed, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, but this is—it's just a whole nother beast, especially with the weird cultural leftist crap that's going on. It's—it's it's a very weird time to be alive <laughs> yeah we are definitely living in that uh, chinese curse you know living in interesting times i was like i i would remain i would like to remain yeah. like uninterested in any of this but uh well we're living in those hard times that make strong men you know <sighs> don't remind me don't remind me we have to though it sucks the only <laughs> way out is through that is definitely yeah. true the so. only way out is through mm -hmm. I think well, we just yeah. arrived at the uh, the title of the episode, so. Yeah, sure. There we go. It was a good one. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. All right, now we can go ahead and uh, drop all your uh, plugs, get your grift on. Yeah, sure. Um, so if you want to follow my um, my Twitter account where I do all of my most based spicy takes, it's behind a lock. Um, I do screen my followers on it because people are crazy. Um, but it's at, it's um, at Mulata Loca. That's on Twitter. That's what I use the most. I also have an unlocked account. Um, if any of your listeners are Catholic and want to see my most Catholic um, postings, they can follow me at Lady Dominicana. Um, I actually have a link to that in my um, in my bio of my. Yeah. Uh, of I saw that this morning. Bio. I was like, "Oh, she finally put the other one up there." So yeah, so you can. And even if you're not Catholic, go read it because sometimes you might get something from it. Just like yeah, the truth is, even if you're not, even if you're not Catholic, even if you're not a Christian, I do think that sometimes verses from the Bible are I don't know they can touch you or hit you. Um, and also, I share a lot of art. I use that um, account to to post a lot of Western art in general to yep. celebrate it and she has an etsy oh. shop too so yes i do which i promote on both of those pages so if you want to buy a rosary for me actually i don't know if i you probably saw me when we were starting the episode i had a tool and i was messing with some things i'm, I'm making a rosary right now so, nice um yeah so if you guys want to buy a rosary for me you can. Um, i'll make it by hand um and i also have uh i do have a an instagram account that i don't I don't post on there all the time, but if you ever want to see me post like myself at the range when I remember to film myself when I'm there, 
Um, you can follow me at Nina Prevo two A on Instagram. Yeah. When I had an Instagram, it was like one of my favorite things to see was uh, was Nina <laughs> at the range with her little snub nose revolver. Mm-hmm. And I have some of me with my lever action too um, on there now. So yeah, if you exactly. Are, if you want to see that action? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming back for the third time. I hope everyone had fun. I know I did. So <laughs> I did too. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, it's good to be your friend. Good to be um, on the show. And uh, anytime, I'm always happy to come on. Yeah, not a problem. And we'll see you around the timeline. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right. All right, and there she goes, folks. And uh, once I get all the uh, the plugs and everything uh, put into the show notes down below, you can uh, follow her. Uh, look all over the place, so that way you don't have to go through the uh, the Google Matrix trying to find her. Uh, also, I uh, have all of my links down below in the show notes as well, so you can uh, help me out if you want, if we do the value-for-value value model around here. Uh, if you guys want to drop a tip or something, you can do that. Uh, also, we had mentioned Childerberg, which is actually happening at the end of this week, and it is now close to all of the campsites being filled up. So uh, tomorrow night, Thursday, uh, those campsites are not going to be for sale on the uh, childerberg.com anymore. So you might want to go in there and get those if you haven't done so already. Uh, otherwise, you might want to contact uh, Jake Lindsay. Uh, that's the at Childerberg on Twitter or uh, at Tasting Anarchy on, Childer- uh, on Twitter as well. But anyways, guys, thanks for uh, playing along. And if you want to, you can head on over to Tyler Yankees. Uh, YouTube channel where I'm going to go do his uh, Kill Libertarian podcast. So I'll see you guys over there. Until next time, ouch.